Food is the language everyone speaks, but do we truly understand it? Between the conversations over organic food and GMOs, different diets taking the world by storm, and how what we eat actually impacts our environment, there's no shortage of things to learn about. Hi, I'm Karel Vega. And I'm Cheryl Kirschenbaum, and this is Serving Up Science. This week is all about eggs. As in recipes? Chicken breeding? History? No, no, because I'm confused about which eggs to buy. Should I be buying cage-free or free-range? Is there even a difference? Should I be buying organic eggs or are conventional eggs basically the same? I don't understand all of these terms on the side of the carton, and I know if I'm struggling, I can't be the only one. I get it. And you're right. With eggs, it's complicated. In previous episodes, we've discussed how some of the words on food labels are meaningless or take advantage of consumers' lack of knowledge to make a sale. All right. Well, let's start with cage-free eggs. What do you think the term implies? Well, when I think about it, I imagine happy little chickens wandering around rather than stuck in a cage. I honestly have no idea. In the U.S., about 97% of egg-laying chickens are confined to what's called battery cages. How spacious are these battery cages? They hold 5 to 10 birds and are supposed to have at least 67 square inches per hen. It's a smaller space than an 8.5 by 11-inch piece of paper. That's the minimum standard from United Egg Producers, who also estimate that around 15% of chickens are raised in cages that don't even meet that standard. What does that limited room mean for these birds? It's stressful, to put it mildly. I should point out that overall bird mortality rate is actually lowest in cages, but there are a lot of factors that make that so, from the birds used to the potential for parasites and predation. Okay, so battery cages are clearly popular and very common in the U.S. and around the world. What are the alternatives? Hens can be raised in barns, aviaries, and what are called enriched cages. In a barn system, a large flock wanders freely throughout the entire barn where there are perches, sawdust for scratching, food and water at various locations, and even nests. So compared to battery cages, it seems like they have a lot more room. Some even provide a curtain by the nest for egg-laying privacy. Hey, not bad. Now, aviaries kick luxury up a notch. They can be a lot like barns, but also offer multiple levels that birds can walk up or fly to. Hens might have more space and places to escape other birds harassing them. The bird bullies. Exactly. Barns and aviaries might allow the birds to go outdoors, which also lets them be considered free-range animals. What about the enriched cage? These chickens are still caged, but have more room for activities like dust bathing, a perch, and private nests for egg-laying. Still a more comfortable life than those in battery cages. Seems so. Although, and I do love animals, but do birds really notice a difference between these options, or are we just making consumers feel better about buying an egg from a hen that had privacy while laying eggs? Nobel laureate ethologist Conrad Lorenz described watching battery cage birds as truly heartrending, because a chicken will try to crawl beneath cage mates to search for cover. To quote him, the worst torture to which a battery hen is exposed is the inability to retire somewhere for the laying act. So with that being said, which eggs are the best to buy? That's up to you and depends on your priorities. Regular eggs are usually less expensive, but cage-free eggs make a big difference in the lives of the birds. As for free range... Those are the birds that get outside. ...may not necessarily experience a better existence. Free-range birds can also be at greater risk for predation and parasites, which can certainly add to their stress levels. There are actions that farmers can take to reduce the risk, but it's difficult to impossible for consumers to know if protections like fencing and wire were in place at all. What about organic eggs? Organic means that the chicken had some outdoor access and was also cage-free as well. 
But organic also means that farmers aren't allowed to provide synthetic amino acids to their birds despite that they improve chickens' overall health. So they might not get the same level of nutrition. Sick hens also can't be treated with antibiotics and sold as organic food later. So because of that rule, some farmers do not use antibiotics at all. Which could mean unnecessary suffering, and these rules from the U.S. Department of Agriculture apply to all organic meat. There are many animal scientists who believe organic production is cruel because of the lack of antibiotics. And based on previous conversations, I'm going to assume that organic eggs aren't healthier for consumers. Nope. Although at minimum, it's probably better for the birds than battery cages. If animal welfare is a big priority, consumers can look for stickers on their products that say certified humane and animal welfare approved for assurance that the birds are treated well. There are also people who say, just don't eat eggs. I don't think that's likely to catch on globally. But there are real ethical questions. A big one is that most hatcheries supplying chickens to farms, and by the way, this includes cage-free and free-range farms, practice chick culling. This description is graphic. Listeners, you've been warned. It's a fancy way of saying that the male chicks are slaughtered in mass, often by grinding them alive or gassing them. On a positive note, United Egg Producers are committed to eliminating culling by 2020, and early sex detection through modern technologies are allowing males to be identified early and raised for meat, eliminating the need for culling at all. The kind of eggs our listeners buy is up to them, but now we all have a little more information about what we see on the carton when we go to the supermarket. You've been listening to Serving Up Science, the podcast about food, its origins, and effect on the planet. This series is produced in association with Food at MSU. To hear more Serving Up Science, download the series wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Corel Vega. And I'm Cheryl Kirschenbaum. And this is WKAR. 